Hello, good evening. This is episode 120 of Aussie Tells All. Welcome back, Brad. Talk about the hot, talk about the uh, week two of the NFL last week. How's he? How you doing? Doing great. Just had some dinner. Same here. What'd you have? What did I have? See, that's where that's, that's how you know you're getting <laughs> old when you can't remember what you had. Um, yeah, I had some wings tonight and a little <laughs> chicken salad. So there you go. I had a um. Egg roll and some noodles and some sweet and sour chicken from Safeway. You can't go wrong with egg rolls. You really can't. And they're good for you, too. They are. They are. Yeah, healthy, healthy for you. Well, uh, usually I ask, ask you to start with week two thoughts, but let's start with your uh, Giants um, thoughts on last week's game against the Cowboys. Well, uh, I don't think it could get much worse, to be honest with you. That um... – Week one might have bought the Giants a little bit of more time because they were playing a pretty good team and they kind of barely lost that at the end. But this week there was no excuse for that. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, Eli, he mm-hmm. is he can't move and he's now become more a meme than a quarterback. So it's kind of um, yeah, it's kind of too bad. Um, you know he'll be in the Hall of Fame probably just barely, but. Um, right. They can't protect him, and I hope what you know they're kind of in that position now where they have to realize that offensive talent, the offensive talent that they have, mm-hmm. whether it's Barkley or um, Beckham, they're kind of wasting their prime years, kind of like what they did to Eli after he won a second Super Bowl, yeah. with the exception of one year. A lot of it's been just uh, wasted time and a lot of missed opportunities, and. Um, I don't know how good the NFC East is as a whole, yeah. Um, but they made Dallas look like they're going to win that division, and I'm not buying that just yet. So right. Um, speaking of, it's, just, it's only been two weeks, but as this time, um, as far as it goes, do you think it might have been smarter to take like Darnold in the first round instead of Barkley? I do. I mean, I, I know Sam Darnold. I picked the upset, the Dolphins over the Jets last week, but uh, yeah. just to throw that in. But, they, uh, right. no, I think with um, with Darnold, you know, you're getting a kid that you can kind of mold for the next 12 to 14 years, and he could have sat behind Eli this year. And even if they, mm-hmm. even if the results had been the same, you know, you can kind of – you could maybe – plug him in at the end of that Dallas game, just kind of see maybe what you have now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to write Eli the whole year and then probably yep. go, thank you very much. And we'll, um, we'll move on because his backups aren't going to do much better. He, they're going to get him killed if he's yeah. not, if he's not careful. And uh, so, you know, it, it was my big fear after the draft that, you know, but, so Barkley might have been the most talented player in the draft. That's fine, mm-hmm. but he can't do it all himself. He's, a, he's all on the block for him too. His line. I mean, this has been an issue for at least the last. This is. I think it's probably, it's probably year six of where this is a human, just a tremendous issue that they just haven't uh, haven't found the right coach and haven't found the right scheme to get back to the way uh, it used to be. I hear you. Now, what are Thoughts overall from last week, other games overall? You know, I thought it was actually a pretty good week. And mm-hmm. teams that had to um, respond, uh, they really did. The, the, uh, the Bengals at home, that was a huge surprise to me. Yeah. Um, but it shows that uh, they're going to be a factor in the division more than likely. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay, uh, I picked that one as well. <laughs> I was very pleased to see at home. You know, again, a big spot for them, and they delivered on the positive. Patrick Mahomes, my Super Bowl pick, Ooh. Chiefs. I know it's only week two, but amazing. He is he is poised. He is uh, Alex Smith. A year ago, does not go into Pittsburgh and win that game. They've they've proven they can't they, that they can't. Yeah. Um. The Bills might have sold. Actually, the whole state of New York for football. Actually, oh, I, I think that I think the Jets actually are the best team out of the out of the three New York football teams, even though they lost last mm-hmm. week. Yeah. What, what actually that showed was the AFC East division is actually a little bit more interesting, and the yeah. Dolphins kind of like. Um, um, I lost my train of thought there. Kind of like the uh, the Dolphins are kind of like the Broncos in that mm-hmm. they're a surprising two and zero, and they're just and it's kind of hey you know. We're just yeah. here. We're going to win some games, and we don't have to have all the hype. We're just going to do it. Yeah. And um, and then actually, and then Monday night uh, in a restaurant watching that game, and it's kind of unraveling for Seattle. And I think yeah. it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it might be the end of a a certain regime. And uh, and the other, and I think the other big takeaway: um, the Chargers are the definition of a. <laughs> Above average team, but can they reach their full potential? I don't know. Yeah. And Jacksonville is going to be there at the end. Oh yeah. Again. So. Which I called, which I called last week, and they delivered against the Patriots. They did. You did. Uh, that was. Yeah. Uh, I, I was. Ha- I, I'm a little miffed that I missed the pick, but <laughs> I will give it to Blake Bortles. Those yeah. guys. Um, that's. This is now. A year or two of I think a long run for the Jaguars, but and then yeah. just for just for humor's sake, we have to throw in the Browns. <laughs> that um, that's a bad again that's between the Browns, Saints, and Vikings, Packers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, both teams need uh, both teams need the kicker. The Vikings addressed it after the game. You know when when he missed the kick, uh, yeah. Mike Zimmer in his in his head went, "You're fired, son. I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's a game that. Had the Vikings won, they could have actually controlled yeah. the destiny a little bit of the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be um, that uh, the tie is going to come into play at the end of the year uh, yeah. in some capacity between Guaranteed. those two. And yeah. the Browns actually, and actually, you talk about overrated. Yeah, I think the Saints, and you know, it's only two weeks, but that doesn't mm-hmm. um, either. The Browns' defense is outstanding, which it could be. Right. And uh, I forget who the Saints played. Oh, played week one. Um, they played the Falcons. Played the no Falcons. Um, yeah. No. No. Wait a minute. Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. <sighs> Hold on. Uh, now I got it. Look, this is, this is, this is really good radio. I, I think it's Carolina. I think it's Carolina and the Panthers or Carolina and Saints, I, I believe it was. Um. It just oh no, it was the Bucks and Saints. I'm sorry. Oh, the Bucks. Okay. So what? <laughs> what? What that shows me is obviously the Bucks are a lot better than people think, and yeah. and and the Browns have enough pieces in place to where they're not going to get blown out. They're going to compete, yeah. and it's yeah. going to come down to just simple, fundamental things like like mm-hmm. field goal kicking, not getting a pass interference at the end. You know, mm-hmm. to play that well for 50, for 57 minutes. Yeah, and. Uh, to kind of lose both games on, in some ways, a technicality that's something that's kind of routine. Yep. It's um, it's too bad they could easily be, they could easily be two and zero. Two and zero. I hope yep. what I hope they don't do is panic. Yeah. And 
if if they go zero and five, but they're kind of on the streak of you know they're they're competitive. You can see the potential yeah. in them getting better. They might just not win for a, a little bit, but they're definitely not going to go zero and sixteen again. So. Oh yeah, speaking of the Browns, we you just said you see they were trying out former Hawks Vikings kicker Blair Walsh on Monday. I did. Uh, d- don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. No, That's gonna no. be why I left. He, you know, yeah. he's a nice kid, but that miss kind of like, um, you know, you can go back through sports. There's certain there's certain um, moments that they kind of define a player, whether it's a Bill Buckner or Scott mm-hmm. Scott Norwood. Um, yeah, there's many, you know, there's many examples where that was kind of it. And, you know, I wish him the best of luck as a human being going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last year, I think, again, I think it gets in his head and the pressure, Mm -hmm. you know, and that position I think more than any other is you're, you're the hero of the, you know, at one time or you're the goat and the bad goat. Um, unfortunately for him, he, uh, I don't think he'll ever quite. He'll never probably quite get over that miss. Yeah, and th- and and the same things happen to Scott Norwood. If you watch, uh, mm-hmm. they've done a couple documentaries on that, and it's right. kind of sad to see that you could you can tell it still affects him a little bit. So, yeah, they need to hire somebody, but they need to get. Yeah. Uh, if if I'm Hugh Jackson, let's score let's score a few more touchdowns and don't and doesn't, <laughs> doesn't even have to come back to that. Go for two, if you need to. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, speaking of the of the Bills for, for in the first game, but what do you what what are your, your thoughts on Vontae D- Davis returning after the after halftime um, on well, Sunday? Well, I read the article today to where he said that uh, originally originally I thought it was kind of a selfish move. Yeah, and then the more I looked at it when I got home today a little bit, I thought you know you could really make the case both ways. He doesn't want to hurt the team. And he felt like by being out there, he wasn't, you know, he, he was he was doing the team a disservice. The yeah. problem is with that, you could wait till the end of the game, and they weren't going to win that game anyway. He probably knew that at halftime. I mean, that wasn't right. it, it. It wasn't close. It's your uh-huh. home opener. I mean, if you're going to do it, I guess that's the time to do it. But at the same time, it creates a lot of doubt with the rest of his teammates. And now oh, and they're going to be. And now what? what that's going to create now, whether they want to admit it or not, there are people who are going to be looking at each other. It's like, well, shoot, if, if we get down again, which mm-hmm. they're going to, yeah. if, you know, our guys are going to start quitting, are we going to start tanking it and going, you know, going two mm-hmm. and 14 just yeah. so we can get high draft picks. It sets a bad precedent. If you want to retire, <laughs> yeah. just do it after the game. Yeah. You know, I, they were not in a position to where they were going to win that football game anyway. Right. But I, 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 I give him credit for standing up and telling us the truth. Yeah. And just saying, hey, I just don't feel like I feel like I have it anymore. That's mm-hmm. fine. But the way you, but you could have handled that a lot better. Better. Oh you yeah. Put, I, you put I agree. you put your backup in, and you tell your coach, hey, I don't want to go in. You don't retire. That's like <laughs> a Twitter thing. It's a yeah. That's a generational thing to do. That uh, isn't. Um, I don't know. It it just didn't sit well with me at the time. Me too. Me too. Now it all began Thursday night with the ginger ninja bearing uh, early, tossing three touchdowns to AJ Green. Rams made a nice comeback, but just fell short. Your thoughts on that game? You know, 
that was that was great because for years the Bengals in their home opener or just or just flat out at home yeah. in big spots. Andy Dalton has been horrendous in primetime games when the lights have turned on bright. He's mm-hmm. uh, he looks like he's lost and doesn't know where the hell he's supposed to be. But by God, you put him in Cleveland or on the roads, you know, in, in Jacksonville back in the day, he'd be lighting it up. Yeah. You put him under the lights and it was like he was seeing ghosts. And exactly. finally, I think, I don't know what clicked. I don't know if they're under a lot of pressure. Well, I, I know they're under pressure. Yeah. Marvin Lewis, the, the whole organization, oh. you can tell there's a different attitude of, we're airing this out. We're going for it. We don't care what you think. I thought mm-hmm. Baltimore defensively, uh, you could tell that they needed more than uh, three days to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that game will be a little bit more competitive in Baltimore when they play later in the year. But yeah. um, what that showed to me is Baltimore on the road, at least in the division, is still vulnerable and doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if you get the, if you get Baltimore behind, mm-hmm. they do not have a potent offense to catch up. I think Week One was kind of an anomaly there. I, mm-hmm. You know, beating up on the Bills. <laughs> I think everybody, for the most part, is going to do that. Yeah. So. Baltimore has a good spot this week that they need to come out and show what kind of team they are. The Bengals, for now, when you're as you're leading the AFC North, it gives them a lot of confidence mm-hmm. that we've 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 had a couple of years where we've been very very mediocre, and we give Andy Dalton time and a competent coaching staff, and you take the emotional um, baggage of the past two years and button that up. This can mm-hmm. be this can be a playoff team. We'll see if they achieve that. But uh, Thursday night was a good start. Now they've got a lot of hurdles they still have to overcome because that yeah. AFC North is is going to be a, a slugfest be... down the stretch. But oh, yeah. I give them credit for winning. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then so start Sunday morning. First play of the game, Fitzpatrick to Deshaun for five yards. Thoughts on that first play of the game on Sunday? He's another guy that's playing with an amazing amount of confidence that he's had, he's had nice, he's had nice little um, moments in mm-hmm. when he was with, with the bills or even shoot with the Bengals a couple times. And the mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's had moments he's everywhere. where you go, yeah. he's had flashes of, you know, this guy is, this guy can throw it. This guy mm-hmm. is, he's, people seem to follow him. Yeah. And then he kind of regresses into that's why he's a backup. But so far, um, they have come out and kind of like the they are the NFC version of the Bengals in a lot of ways. We're mm-hmm. going to come air this out. We know there's a lot of pressure on, on on the coaching staff. No one thinks anything of us because we're in a division with future Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And at home, that was a spot that if if they were going to be anything this year, they had to beat them. And what they did that was very what was nice was they got out to a big lead. And they were able to then hold it at the end by making key plays because Philadelphia is never going to go quietly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was impressive. So it's still early, but a 2-0 yep. start. And, they're, and again, that team tripped at, for the past couple of years has been abysmal at home. Mm-hmm. And if they, can cre- if they can create some kind of home field advantage yeah. there, yeah. Like, like it was in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, I'm on board with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a guy that when you see him, you just yeah. you just kind of go, I really want that guy to do well because he deserves it. He's not oh, a yeah. showboater. He's he's got to work on his press conferences a little bit. That was hysterical. <laughs> but you know what? Oh. He's a guy that deserves to have a little fun. So, yeah. and, and he's probably the best quarterback. I don't know that for a fact, but 
yeah, the best quarterback Harvard's ever had. So, oh, absolutely, making him proud. Be. Yeah. Um, now you've been saying Angeluk is a media darling, but Darling went down first drive, connects with Eric Gibbon, first drive again, touchdown. Your thoughts? He is a media darling. Um, but but <laughs> again, that was a spot where you know the Redskins are. We just don't know what we're going to get with. It. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the league knows what to make of them. They're kind yeah. of a team you you kind of forget about until they are in under the national spotlight. Um, right. They haven't been in a uh, in, in in an elite spot for nearly two decades. So it's RG three actually. What's that? It's RG three was in the playoffs with them. It's yeah. RG3. Yeah. So the Colts actually did what uh, what they needed to do. Andrew Luck, I think um, they're gonna have a pretty decent year. Um, if they if they can do that, yeah. Again, so he he's a guy that's that's uh, again he's under a lot of pressure. He's been out for you know a year and a half, and to go on the road in what used to be a hostile environment, um, <laughs> but he uh, he showed that he can still sling it. He shows that with a, again a competent head coach, offensive coordinator, which I think Frank Reich is. Yeah. Um, that I think they have found a quarterback coach tandem that so far looks pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. The Achilles heel there is going to be the defense when they grow up mm-hmm. against, like it was the Bengals. They had a, you know, they had the Bengals down in that game and Cincinnati was able to make enough plays to come back. So yeah. if he doesn't turn it over and he just kind of lets the game flow and doesn't try and do too much, they'll be fine. He still is a media darling and he's not mm-hmm. going to be, in that elite group until he, um, in my opinion, until he, w- until he wins a Super Bowl, because that's what the media yes. wants him to do. Yes. Um, it seems like more than anybody else, they want him to win it. <laughs> exactly. So again, I'm, I'm going to hold back, but it was, it, okay. was, it was a nice win. There you go. Now, this is pretty amazing. Your thoughts on the 68-yard fake touchdown for the Titans um, against, the te- against, against Houston on Sunday. Well, you know those tricky patriot or those those uh, tricky expatriot plays. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. No, I uh, <laughs> that was another one where I was a little surprised actually that the Titans pulled that one out. They are a team that kind of like they're the AFC version, actually, of the Redskins. They can look extremely good, and mm-hmm. you just don't you really don't know what you're going to get week week to week after two weeks with just about everybody else. You kind of know in my mind, what you're, what you're going to get Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I have no idea right. from week to week. And, and, and Houston's the exact same way. I think, I think Deshaun Watson's going through the, at least to start. And I, I know they've mm-hmm. had uh, two tough games to start here, but yeah. Um, kind of a, a little bit of a sophomore slump, sophomore slump. There's tape mm-hmm. out on him. Yeah. Um, and he seems to be a little afraid to air it out. Mm-hmm. So it's more of just like a control, you know, controlled ball offense and and the titans just kind of said all right well if you want to do that mm-hmm. we're just going to uh beat you up and that's kind of what they did but yeah as far as the fake punt or the um fake the, punt yeah the, yeah the 68 yarder there you don't see that every day and that's obviously nope. something where um i think they realize it's our home opener if no one's picking us in this division we need a spark against again another media darling yeah, and in a team that a lot of people have a lot of high praise on, I think Mike Frabel said, "You know, don't forget about us, and um, 
this AFC South is not going to be decided in week two. So that that was a nice, that was a nice quiet statement Mm -hmm. win for the Titans. And they kind of had to, they kind of had to hold on there at the end, but Mm -hmm. they, uh, they proved that they were clutch last week in that, uh, in that spot. Oh yeah. Did you catch the uh, opening touchdown by the Packers, but the block punt touchdown? I did. That was, uh, I was, I was not too happy when I heard that, (laughs) but uh, that, that actually was the best game of the day. Yeah. And uh, for Kirk Cousins, to I thought uh, he tried to give that game away about three times by throwing game-ending interceptions that they dropped. Mm-hmm. There was two horrendous penalties, one on each oh, side that shouldn't uh, have been called. That uh, both I, I think affected how they how they called it late. Right. And but I will give the Vikings this for Kirk Cousins to go um, almost the length of the field in a two-minute drive and a two-point conversion, he proved to me that on the road in, mm-hmm. in that spot that he deserves to be their quarterback. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, that, that was extremely impressive because, because the Vikings of late don't have um, a great history in Lambeau. So no. that was a uh, that was nice to see. And, and, and it's sad it had to come down to both uh, – Kickers, Kicker. missing uh-huh. field goals, and Mason Crosby looks like he's about fifty-five years old. But he uh, made that long one that he got tied down, and then they missed the other one. Yeah, um, yeah. It, that was that was easily the best game of the day. Just when you thought the Green Bay was going to do what they always do, mm-hmm. ball control at the end, we're always going to convert a third down. The Vikings, I you know, they had taken that they've taken that abuse other than about in other than two years that I can recall. Mm-hmm. They've gone in there and got absolutely annihilated, and it's mm-hmm. and it's been hard to watch. And it's yeah. not always in a blowout in the score, but it's just like you right. never felt like they had control of that game. And even if mm-hmm. they were close, they weren't going to make a key spot or a uh, key conversion at the end. And mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins proved that who I've always felt is a little bit overrated. Mm-hmm. He proved on Sunday that you know what they're going to be uh, a factor. Mm-hmm. Not only in that division, hopefully in the NFC, and that tie will come into play, like I said, at the end of the yep. year in someone's favor, and it's also going to hurt somebody Oh yeah, in that division. And the Bears and Lions, they will all have a say, <laughs> yep. uh, no matter how crappy either one of them are at times, they both mm-hmm. they will have a say in who wins that division, but oh. easily the best game of the day. I think that was one of the best games, but I think for me, though, I loved, I loved offense, and I, Pittsburgh and Kansas City had a great game, and Pat, Pat Mahomes, six touchdown passes incredible. in that game. Thoughts on this kid? He's the most poised uh, that, that, that I can recall in, in recent years. Carson Wentz, for about a three-game stretch, uh, his, his rookie year, you could tell, you know, he was extremely poised and he was going to be the yeah. guy for the future. But, again, he's, you know, um, he has shown that if you – and knock his ass around a little bit, he can mm-hmm. beat um, Mahomes. And, and this is kind of a fad right now. Mm-hmm. They are going to lose at some point. And yeah. uh, I want to see how he does in the home opener. But mm-hmm. I think for him, he's come out. And what, and Andy Reid, again, has shown that with Alex Smith, you could only get so far. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you couldn't stretch the field. And with Mahomes, they are, he has absolutely no fear whatsoever about where they play who um what defense is being thrown at him mm-hmm. he, he had a year to learn under uh, 
Alex Smith, who's actually, I think, one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. Not not the best yeah. talent, but right. Smart. And he's yeah. had offensive coordinator after offensive coordinator who mm-hmm. has proved that they know how to call plays. <laughs> and it reminded me actually of Jacksonville and Pittsburgh last year where Jacksonville said, this is our game. We are going to win it. And we, um, the playoff game last year, and we're going to mm-hmm. sling this all over the field. And what it showed to me was Kansas City's offensive personnel went, went all healthy and um, poised like that is fun to watch. Now, defensively, again, not everybody's been Roethlisberger where you're going to throw 450 yards, but mm-hmm. you, you're, you're, you're going to have to button that up going forward. But um, I, I, I look at the other side, actually, with Pittsburgh, and I go, that um, in, in your home opener – that's a, that's a game that they don't usually lose, and the way right. they and the way they lost it, it was mm-hmm. it was the exact mirror image of the Jacksonville game you, mm-hmm. a year ago. You get down early, you you try and catch up, and button up and the button up issues at the end, mm-hmm. um, they they couldn't do it, and, I, and it could be distractions. It could be kind of like Seattle. Uh, Pittsburgh seems to be at least after two weeks they could you know, they both could flip the script, but right. It seems to be a little bit of an unraveling with both teams right now. And yeah. uh, Mahomes, I think, going forward, will uh, they definitely are the, uh, the best team in, in that division right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To my knowledge, I don't think Melvin, Melvin Gordon was really good last year. But he had three touchdowns in the first half against the Bills. Your thoughts on his first half with the Chargers there? Well, I think the Chargers rebounded from last week. Uh, you know, nicely. I think they knew the spot they were in. It's like we, there's no reason why we're going to go 0 2 here. Right. And uh, Melvin Gordon, he's a little bit like a Michael Turner used to be mm-hmm. with the Falcons, an right. ex Charger. But yeah, um, he's a scrappy guy, and you kind of for and you kind of forget about him. But the Chargers mm-hmm. have had offensive playmakers all over the field. If they can create some kind of a pass rush against anybody but Buffalo, then um, they're going to be a factor in this thing. But, mm-hmm. again, um, to Melvin Gordon's a key, but even more than that, if Phillip Rivers doesn't turn it over and get too emotionally involved and to where he's throwing shit or he's um, complaining about a call or – at the head coach, all that stuff was it was very evident early on in his career. Nobody got a hold of him. He was like, You need to chill, you need to chill out here. Right. And now he's more restrained, he's more he's more of a leader, and he's a guy that kind of like Fitzpatrick, you really he's a guy you want him you want him to succeed because he's taken a beating over his career. And like Eli Manning, he's been there week after week after week. And um you know, they're getting on the back nine with him, and I think they know it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be there forever. I don't think he's a guy that's going to play into his into his 40s. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, this is kind of their year. If, uh, if they're going to make some noise, especially before they get their new stadium and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it's Melvin Gordon, Phillip Rivers, and it's Keenan Allen. Those are the three, yeah. main, those are the three main cogs that uh, mm-hmm. are going to be uh, the key to success for the Chargers' year. Oh, yeah. It's actually kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of, but not really. But um, do you think that Winston will not get to play with the pot play of Fitz right now? 
if they have any, if if Dirk Cutter and that staff has any guts, and if they win Monday night, I think that's mm-hmm. I think Monday night's a huge test on a national stage. It's how they do, yeah. How how the Bucks do in that moment? Then I think you have to. I, I think you have to start him. They have they have they have drafted well at, at receiver. They have drafted well so far on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They have built quietly, and again, it's kind of been a quiet time down there because it's been a decade since they've had any type of success. Yeah. Um. There's no reason why this shouldn't be happening. What's surprising is kind of how they're it's is is how they're beating people, and the offensive production against the two opponents that they face so far and that they've been out able to outscore them a year ago they would have got blown out in both and um so that's awesome to see but um it's unrealistic that fitzpatrick is going to score that many points week after week however right if the coaching staff is smart what they will see is they all rally around him they have another underdog who feel like nobody respects us. It's all about the Saints and the Panthers mm-hmm. and the Falcons. We're in this division too, you know. So um, if 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 I'm Dirk Cutter and his staff, I keep playing him, uh, keep playing Fitzpatrick until it becomes apparent that either uh, they've figured him out and it's cost, and, and unless he is costing them games, mm-hmm. he has done enough from a leadership perspective. And Jameis Winston, in his young life, has not proven that he is a leader. He's proven himself to be somewhat – well, not somewhat. He's he's proved to be uh, reckless, a liar, a thief, and can't keep his hands off uh, off of women. So – yeah, not a good combo. Not uh, not a good combo. So he, if he wants any future in the league, he better. I would take this year and sit him down. Depending on where you end up this year, you have a decision to make at the end of the year, but. Um, I don't care how much you're paying him. Um, there's something to be said for leadership, and sometimes the older vet getting uh, a third or fourth chance, which he's definitely on, mm-hmm. and making the most of it. It's only been two weeks, but um, if it's me, I, I don't hesitate. He's on the bench. Oh, yeah. Now, for these Dolphins, um, 20 and 0 at halftime against the, against the Ginger and the Donalds and the Jets. Nobody knows who the Dolphins are. <laughs> I think the state of Florida, like, I don't know. I don't think they play. Oh, I guess they do play football down there, but you kind of forget the last few. <laughs> Until Jacksonville kind of broke out last year, it's been kind of a, it's been a mess yeah. for at least 10 or 12, well, for the most part, for 10, 12 years down there. Um, I think the Dolphins, again, are, you know, a quiet 2-0 team. When Ryan Tannehill is healthy, they can protect him well. Again, a young, competent head coach who's a pretty good offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Jets well. You're on, you know, and I've been in the Middlelands there. It's not an imposing stadium to where it's <laughs> it's not a place teams uh, teams fear to go in. Right, and I think what that shows actually that Sam. Darnold week one was a bit of a, uh, not a flash in the pan, but Detroit has a ways to go. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to blow teams out 48-17 like that. No. And the Dolphins, um, actually, defensively, that was the biggest surprise. They uh, 
they got to him early and often and got a big lead on him. But, and again, had to hold on there at the end a little bit. And um, I'll be interested to see how they both respond because we don't really mm-hmm. know what each one is yet. Um, the Dolphins have proven that, you know, they've beaten the Titans and now the Jets. And mm-hmm. Titans feel like a very average team. And the Jets are kind of in that window too. So, mm-hmm. but the, from a confidence standpoint, the Dolphins, to get off to a 2 and 0 start. They were just in the playoffs a year and a half ago or right in 16. So um they're not this horrible team, but they what they never seem to do kind of like the Bengals used to not do or you know have a history of doing in big spots, they kind of fold. And right. with no with no pressure on them, with no media on them and a quarterback that you know we're on year 7 here. Mm-hmm. And is yet to really have a breakout day where you go, that guy is going to be, that guy is going to be something. Yeah. Um, they can kind of quietly go and win games mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. But um, you only, you know, if their if their defense can play that well and you have an offense that can put up 23, 24 points, mm-hmm. there's no reason why they can't be a playoff team. Now, um, they are kind of a mystery, so we, we. I think we have to evaluate the, evaluate a lot of these mediocre teams after week four. But for now, um, they should enjoy it in South Florida because yeah, Jackson, they will. Jacksonville is clearly the best of the Florida yeah. teams right now. Right. Um, but it'd be if uh, if all of them get to say four and zero, five and zero, that'll be a fun discussion. Oh yeah. Looks like that Big Ben's back. Thirty-five pass attempts in the first half, touchdown passes. Your thoughts on his huge game against the Chiefs and a loss there? Well, this isn't surprising to me because for the last, you know, it, this is about year four of this where they have just offensively mm-hmm. just exploded. And uh, what's actually their Achilles' heel is is the thing that used to be their strength was their defense. Yeah, I think uh, I think Keith Butler is is realizing that it wasn't that Dick LeBeau made it look really easy. Mm-hmm. And you had a, and, and you had a lot of different, uh, you know, different mentality of guys at that time. You had guys that understood a system. Half of them came from the Bill Cower system and played a long time. And now that Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler have kind of drafted their own sample, you've, it's kind of been, it's kind of been hit or miss. And the defense is actually costing them games. They could have, they could easily be two and oh, Right. But it's un, it's untimely penalties. It's guys <laughs> running free, w- wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mahomes had a you know had a, on two of those touchdowns. It was obvious that they they were going to be touchdowns. Right. So you know that they need to button that up if if uh, if they want to go anywhere. The one thing about the Steelers though is they've always proven when their backs are against the wall for the most part they respond. Mm-hmm. But um, but Pete Carroll and Mike Tomlin are kind of the same. It's like how, after a decade, after nine years or twelve years for Tomlin, mm-hmm. does that message start to wear thin? About you know we, we've each won and lost a Super Bowl. Yeah, we have in Pittsburgh's case a quarterback that's getting older. We're trying to press. He's unhappy. You have a a receiver that that you know said mm-hmm. you know if you want to <laughs> trade me, go ahead. Yeah, a running back that still is a product of them millennial generation who it's all about it's all about him yeah and it's it's actually costing them big time right now now can they turn it around yes but i hope Mm -hmm. they don't yeah and um 
Roethlisberger, whether I dis, you know, whether I like him or not, he's going to fight, and he they will continue to score. I think a lot of points. I'm, yeah. I'm just not sure how. I'm just not sure how many games that's going to result in them mm-hmm. coming out ahead on. They're lucky they're in a division that they know how to win in that division, and, yeah. and every other team in that division, whether they want to admit it or not, at times is very intimidated by him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they need to get over that. But <laughs> from from a Ben Roethlisberger standpoint, you can air it mm-hmm. out all day long. It doesn't matter who the coordinator is there, the offensive yeah. coordinator. You can air it out all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to come down to in crucial situations. Can they make stops? And uh, we'll see how they do on the road out of the uh, out of that division too. So, oh yeah, speaking of the the Browns earlier. Um, Fourth and five, the Browns get a huge touchdown, but missed yet another field, extra point. Now tied, Browns missed a field, three field goals, two extra points. Really cost the Browns the win. Thoughts on their their fall there at the end? Well, nobody thought, you know, and I said last week that I thought Cleveland was maybe going to cut that close. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't think they were going to have the lead on that. And basically, they were the better team on the field Sunday until they weren't in right. in the last sixty seconds, but. Um, to play that well, you know, again, if you win these games and and if they would have gone two and zero, the confidence in that building would have been skyrocketed. They could have gone six and ten, but though <laughs> that confidence would have been huge to beat two high quality teams like that. Yeah, um, would have been a huge boost for morale in that building. But now, when they go into their game tomorrow night. Whether they want to admit it or not, they're going to be thinking, if it comes down to the situation again, are we going to get tight? Are we going to press? Are we going to turn it over in the red zone when we wouldn't have a week ago? Are we going to, you know, do we center the field goal? Do we, all this stuff that's mechanically is ironed out in training camp is Mm -hmm. now manifesting itself week after week with these guys, getting five turnovers from the Steelers, you know, getting, holding holding Drew Brees down for most of that game in their own building. You can point to a lot of progress and now it's on coaches and individuals, uh, especially on offense to go. Mm-hmm. All right. We have, and special teams, special teams and offense have to, they have got to convert in the red zone and they've got to hit their field goals. If they do that, yeah. they will be a force to be dealt with. Maybe not mm-hmm. this year, yeah. but a, a year from now, Mm-hmm. They will be maybe they will they have the potential to be what the Bengals are and even the um, the Bucks and that we, we will air it out. We are going to get ahead of you and if and another year with that defensive group. There's no reason why they can't be a playoff team, and it's still early this year, but yeah. they've got to prove that they can win a game and not have a um, a mishap that should be ironed out in camp. And, yeah. and preseason, whether it's a field goal miss, third and short, um, you know, learning how to secure a lead. Um, but it's a huge improvement. So I take my hats off to them, but they deserve that they, the fans and ownership there deserve a little bit better. It's just <laughs> Hugh Jackson's got to step it up just a tad, but just a tad. it's just, it's a growing pain. Yeah. But you, but you can tell they're getting there. And it's fun to watch. Oh yeah, you see the the great catch by Nelson Aguilar with the bounce with the bonus points for jumping over the cameraman in, in that game on Sunday. I did. He's a uh, he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty good athlete. Yeah. Um. And again, he's a guy that uh, eventually, um, 
not that people for not that people forget about him, mm-hmm. um, but he's not a guy that um, I usually I usually sit there and go, he's a game changer. He's um, he's just kind of another guy on that staff to me, or on that staff, mm-hmm. on that offense to me. But he, you know, he said a few um, he said a few breakout games. I think more now for the Eagles, it's going to fall on. Uh, with Carson Wentz coming coming back this week, all the focus is going to be on him. So, I mean, Aguilar now has a chance to uh, break out if um, if he can stay patient. Um, Mm -hmm. But for me, he's not the best receiver on that team. I just think uh, that offense as a whole is is not uh, where they were a year ago, and I think they all know it too. Absolutely. Um, But it's – it's young in the season, but and I think Tampa Bay would have beat anybody for the most part in, in their home opener last week. But it didn't hurt that yeah. it was the, that it was the champion coming in there. So, oh, yes. um, but Aguilar for them to be a factor um, going forward, yeah, he's going to have to step up. His mm-hmm. he, he's been slightly above average, but mm-hmm. um, they can kind of squeeze more potential out of him. Oh yeah, so. Deshaun Watson, last game, play of the game. You're down three, 17 seconds left to go. He's out there, jolly, jolly, jolly gagging out there. What do you think? What, what, what was he doing out there? He was just, he was lost out there. You know, I don't think, you know, he hasn't really proven that in a big spot for the most part. I mean, he got hurt uh, kind of quickly, you know, before the halfway point of the season mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, and if I recall, um, I don't think that he was really in a position where he came through in a crucial situation a year ago. Right. They were either kind of um, up. <laughs> yeah, as I as I kind of look back at this, the only game that really they were um, they pulled out was on a, a national stage was in Cincinnati on a Thursday night. They he made mm-hmm. enough plays to win at the end there after getting thrown in, but. Um, in New England last year, they they barely lose at the end. They barely lose at Seattle. I mean, there's a few of these that he's, he's extremely talented, but he, in a crucial situation, him and, um, Habil O'Brien quite maybe aren't, aren't, aren't on the same page. Yeah. I think they will, because I think I give him, um, more credit than most people do, um, as a competent head coach that just needs to find a better way to, to relate to his players mm-hmm. and his message will carry through. He's a very firm and demanding head coach. He's got a lot of upside. If he can rein Deshaun Watson in and, mm-hmm. and realize, Hey, this guy's coming off an injury. He's not going to be the, the, uh, the stud. Maybe he was a year ago or the, uh, or the flash in a pan that he was for eight games or so. So now mm-hmm. you're going to have to readjust how you, how you play him. And again, they don't have a tremendously difficult schedule. So there are things you can do. Now I hope management doesn't fire O'Brien and gives mm-hmm. him time to build. Cause you know, whether you like him or not, he's coached him to two, um, Playoff appearance, playoff appearances, and last year it was his only losing season. So again, he can he can prove he can win, mm-hmm. but now 
it's this is going to be your job now to uh, rein him in and just say, hey, mm-hmm. we have talent on the, we have talent we have talent on this football team, but again, in a crucial situation, we we need there needs to be more of an alertness and hey, on the road especially you 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 just have to be better. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. and watch the clock and know the situation. That's where yeah. I, I'd be surprised if the year goes on, if, if they're in that spot, <laughs> if, if that happens again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, NFC South battle. Falcons survive barely over the, over the Panthers there. You know, and for, for the Falcons, it's no excuses. You know, you found a way to win. Carolina's, yeah. a, you know, they're not a bad team. I, I don't think we know. What they worry about Atlanta or Carolina yet? Um, either way, right. I, I think it's going to come down to uh, you know we probably won't know until mid October how that all shakes out. Again, um, in in that dome or in that dome, in that stadium down there, it's mm-hmm. that's a hard place for teams to win. Mm-hmm. And the Panthers are not you know 2015 with them was a, was a long time ago, and I, and I don't think they're going to be that talented offensively again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense can absolutely get after people. I think Matt Ryan and Steve Sarkeesian, you give them enough time, you're going to – you can't be as bad in the red zone as, the, as they have been, so that will only get better. <laughs> and they and they did score touchdowns last week. So yes. you have to look at that. That's an improvement, and that's a big win for mm-hmm. them in the division because this division actually now with, with Tampa as a factor it's with, with two weeks in, yeah. it's a fun division to watch because there's really no clear cut like this is the best team right now. There really is right. They they, exactly. they all have tremendous upsides, and they all have things you go, oh boy, Oof. So oh yeah. That that's what makes uh, that's what makes these these Sundays in the fall worth watching. Oh yeah, a questionable call on Clay Matthews with the passer um, led to Mike touchdown and then two point conversion to tie it up and then after all the another missed kick by rookie Daniel Carlson OT the game ends and tell your thoughts on that ending well I thought the ending was very frustrating I mean the people that were watching the game with me you know were saying you know you, you need to quit pacing around like a maniac but <laughs> I enjoy those Div, 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 I can't talk tonight. Divisional games are, are, are awesome. And yeah. that is one of the best rivalries the NFL has by far. Mm-hmm. And, and the NFL is a, a lot more fun to watch when those two teams are better. Even though I hate the Packers. Right. It's, it's the God that they are fun to hate. And uh, <laughs> what people are forgetting, though, is that a penalty was called on on the on the flip side of that earlier in the game as well mm-hmm. and that kept a green bay drive alive as well True. so i will give the officials credit on this they called it both ways now the time <laughs> the timeliness of the yeah. second one on clay matthews definitely kept the game alive for the vikings it's actually yeah, a relief so. probably yeah. on the nfl's part that that game ended in a tie because yeah. they didn't have to answer that question again and was, about, you know, okay, yeah. here we go again with the rules. No one understands it. But I guarantee <laughs> both teams sent stuff into the league saying, okay, we don't yeah. know what's how we're supposed to, you know, teach this in practice anymore. Right. Um, all of the above. So, yeah, it's actually – it was bitter. As much as I wanted the Vikings to pull through in that game, and I think they mm-hmm. earned that win, given the second chance, they mm-hmm. made the plays to put themselves in position – 
Um, the problem was, you know, again, it comes down to kickers and the Vikings yeah. uh, and the Vikings for the time being have yeah. addressed the issue. So I give them, uh, mm-hmm. I give them a lot of props on that. Yeah. So how, how, how awful is Arizona, Arizona and how good are the Rams or are the Rams shut out three, four, zero against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday? I think the Rams are right now probably the best team in the NFC after two weeks. Um, yeah. I think the Cardinals, um, you know, again, Sam Bradford's a nice guy, but, <laughs> man, we got to uh, we gotta go back to the drawing board there. Uh, it's See the, not the, working. the Jewish sensation, Josh Rosen, coming in? <laughs> the what sensation? The Jewish sensation. Oh. The Jewish sensation. No, we can uh, – we can leave. We can leave Josh Rosen on the bench. We're okay. I, I think again, yeah. kind of like what they the Bills did with Josh Allen. Eventually, the Bills went okay. Well, this this nice week one experiment wasn't going to work. So yeah, we got to go with the kid. I think if they get to zero and five, or this can this pattern continues of just inept offense, then I think you have to go with. I th- I think you have to at least give him a shot and go. Okay, well. Let's see what he can do. He can't get any worse. So, right, that's true. Now the Broncos squeezed by the Raiders by one point. Your thoughts over that win over Oakland? I think the Broncos are very lucky to be two and zero, but they're two and zero. Yeah, and and at home to start the year, they continually prove that they're a factor. And Case Keenum, I don't, I don't. Again, he's not. A, I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he. Mm-hmm. But again, the defense key have kept kept them in both games. And some questionable play calling in both of them by Seattle and Oakland, but um, yeah. I think still they have found a way to win it. And you can't put, uh, you know, you can't take that for granted. I think uh, defensively, if they're going to have success this year on the road, which is where Denver's going to either make a successful year or not, then <laughs> it's going to be up to the defense. Case Keenum, you know what you're going to get. He's probably going to throw you one every game, yeah, and or two or three, and yeah. you just have to be uh, it, again. I think Oakland is um, give them a year and they'll be uh, a lot better. And mm-hmm. Seattle's, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better I, I, in my mind. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, Denver's we'll see. lucky to be two and zero, but they have earned it yeah. at the case. Keenum has been clutch two weeks in a row when he had to be at the end mm-hmm. because the defense, oh, yeah. because the defense have kept him in that game. And that home field advantage in Denver is, is it's one of the best. Yeah. Now your lions made a huge comeback but the Niners survive and Lions go all into your thoughts. Um, well, Matthew Stafford, not that anybody cares. He won me by uh, – he won the fantasy game for me this week. So, Woo! But I think <laughs> what that shows, again, Detroit is, is – um, I wouldn't even say they're young. They're just – they're adjusting yeah. to – they're adjusting to, new co- to, to a new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, I think week one, I think they got off to a bad, just obviously the wrong foot. And they were, yeah. and for three quarters, it was a carryover in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And again, they figured out in we, um, they figured out late last week they can score, <laughs> but it might not amount to, it might not amount to, to a heck of a lot this year until he, until Matt Patricia can clean up the defense. So, Exactly. For now, um, they got a ways to go, but again, they have offensive skill positions all over the field. Um, 
But again, they're they're kind of like an NFC version of Pittsburgh. They can score with anybody, and mm-hmm. they're never out of a game. But, d- but. D- defensively, right now, until Patricia gets the guys he wants in there and they understand the scheme, it could be more of the same for a while. Oh yeah, my upset special came through for me. As I said earlier, Jaguars beats Patriots. Pretty much one of your thoughts on the Jags over the pit the Pates. <laughs> Think Jacksonville absolutely was that was a revenge game from the AFC Championship game from which they mm-hmm. won. They should have felt that they won, and mm-hmm. it carried over to um, it carried over to Sunday where, in their own building, Jacksonville was more was a lot more physical, mm-hmm. and they they have a system set up for Blake Bortles to where um, he can have success, and just don't you know he doesn't have to be the 450 yard passer that Ben Roethlisberger is that's the reason why mm-hmm. he beat him last year they can it's not about flashy stats it's, they he understands is it, it's a defensive oriented team mm-hmm. and uh, they have proven that they have drafted well have the right head coach and um, these two teams might be on it might be a rematch in January um, but it- and it probably and it could be in Jacksonville, and so we'll uh, we'll just have to wait and see. It was pretty good to see them without without Leonard Fournette also in there as well. Yeah, they can prove that. And again, I think that's the Tom Coughlin effect from from above too. On that is, hey, we plug guys in here. We have a system. We have we have a decent offensive line and a defense that uh, is going to keep you in pretty much every game. Mm-hmm. So when we plug a guy in we expect you to do the job and so far again it's been uh it's been fun to watch oh yeah and then finally in week two seahawks fell by touchdown to the bears in chicago and it might be a long year in the 206 your thoughts on that game well again it it was it was painful to watch because the offensive line is that's the biggest mess on, on that team, and they have, yeah. there's just they can't seem to find a way to fix it. They're going to yeah. get Russell Wilson killed. But mm-hmm. I put a lot of it. I put a little. I shouldn't say a lot of it. I put a little bit of it on him too. On that, you yeah, have got to true. learn and quit being so damn stubborn. You throw, yeah. you've got to throw the ball away in situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 pick six the other night. The guy read in the hallway. It wasn't oh, I know. close. Oh. And, you know, Rashad Penny didn't even look like he knew it was coming, and it was, it was behind him. So, yeah. but again, they can look awful for three quarters, make it competitive, but and it's quarter. close. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. again, they're, they are a, um, they're a team that frustrates you because they could have won. They were in position, especially in week one, to win. But, but even yeah. they could have driven down and tied that, you know, tied that game up on Monday night and – he, uh, I think Russell Wilson gets a little. Um, he he he's forcing stuff he wouldn't have in the past. Schottenheimer's mm-hmm. trying to rein him in a little bit, and it might be hurting him. I, I know you don't want to scramble around yeah. all the time and things like that. I get it, but yeah. you need to take the handcuffs off this week a little bit if you're going to have any type of success. And yeah. at some point, um, you know. The play calling you have when you have success with the run, you got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care who you're playing. Mm-hmm. You know the defense for the most part played very very well in that game, and the offense that was supposed to be so much you know so much better has been the reason in, in large part they've lost the last two weeks. So 
Yeah. Um, let's just button that stuff up a little bit and let's yeah. get a lead on. Let's get a lead this week yeah. and let's see what happens. But don't but th- throw the ball away. You know, the negative plays are what's the, the negative plays and the penalties oh. are killing them. You eliminate that, yeah. you're going to mm-hmm. at least be in position like you were this week to have a chance. And again, you know, it's kind of on, it's on, uh, Wilson and whoever he has out there, mm-hmm. we, we, we got to try and get it done. My my theory so far as a Hawks fan is, first of all, I think Russell Wilson doesn't have the trust in the new guys on offense because the last couple of years he's had Jermaine Curse, he's had Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham out there, and now he has um, Ken Reynolds out there. He's got John Brown, uh, you know, <laughs> Disley. So I think – if he can trust his guys out there, might you might have a better, a better chance of throwing out throwing it faster out there. How far are you gonna um, let that? Yeah, and the problem is, how far are you gonna let that go? You know, exactly before you're zero and six, and you go, <laughs> well, you know, it's, we we had our chance, and I I, I, right. I think especially with the younger guys coming in, you just you have to. That's something that they've got to iron out in practice. You know, they've they've really got to make a make a commitment like. Wilson gives every week that, you know, uh-huh. the, you got to get this done. And actually, I, you know, that coaching staff, it, it might be time to, sh- you know, and it's early. It might be time to shake everybody up at the end of the year. If, if, if this is, if, if they look inept as they, as they have at times this year, yeah. um, you need to be better. Yeah. The thing is they did it last they did it last season too. They, well, they, the old but, coach, OC, they put a DC. bandaid on this for, yeah. The better part of three years, ever since the Super Bowl loss, I mean, they have found, yeah. they found a way in fifteen to open it up offensively, yeah, and w- win enough games, and it was like, okay, we kind of we course corrected that years, and, yeah, and in sixteen they got off to a nice start. They lost yeah. a couple times, where you know it was like close games, but then you know, again in 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 sixteen was where the first time were in a huge big spot. Mm-hmm you could tell that they, it's like, okay, they're not the team they used to be. And it all unraveled last year with yep. everything going on, whether it was the right. penalties, you know, the protesting, the injuries, the field goal yeah. misses. Yeah. And in right. 2015, they were able, they were, they were able to overcome it and mm-hmm. make a pretty decent run. And the same thing for the most part in 16, although you could tell it was starting to unravel a little bit. Yeah. And now um, here we are. Yep. But, um, Yep, that's all for the yeah, Hawks right now. There you go. Uh, it's a it, it's a rough subject for me to talk about, but um, by the way, Caesar Barra's Gophers play the Maryland Ter- Terrapins, who are one and one, um, and I guess Maryland's a one and a half point favorite. I guess right now at home. Oh, it's all to be nice to Caesar, so I'm going to be nice. That's good. Yeah. Uh, they should know. Yeah. No, I think they. Hey, you know what? Um, good for them because. The one thing with, well, it's interesting. Both the both the both the Gophers and uh, and uh, Maryland. Maryland in recent years have had just a little bit of scandal go along with them. Yeah, a little, little bit. Um, yeah. Maryland much more so than uh, than, than Minnesota. Minnesota. But now, right. yeah, if they if they can go get this win, um, there you go. The Golden Gophers are good for them. I'm curious to see again down the stretch how they. Um, how they play, I guess, against the rest of that conference, but uh, yeah. nothing would 
delight me more than to see the uh, the <laughs> Gophers take on and, and take on and beat Ohio State. I can't remember the last time oh. that's happened. Uh, uh, probably a long time. Yes, but, but hey, <laughs> yeah. they're they're overdue. Absolutely, I got a three, four, five food questions, and we'll do the picks to end it. Um, so, if you watch Brady Bunch, you'll know this reference possibly. Um, pork chops and applesauce. So which of those do you prefer? Yeah, my dad watched the Brady Bunch when he was at, yes. when it was actually on. Um, yes. Pork chops or applesauce? Is that what you said? Yep. I'll go with applesauce. Applesauce. That's a, that's an interesting take. Yeah, we had that a lot growing up as a kid. Uh, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll go with that. I like the meat, so I'll go with the pork chops. Okay. Absolutely. Um, this might have a little theme to it. If you just think, a little theme to these questions here, if you might get onto this a little bit. Um, apples or oranges? Oh, apples. Apples. Wow. Well, okay. I'll go with apples. I love a big, juicy orange. It's so good. I mean, they're, they're paying the ass to peel, but once they're peeled off, man, they are, they're good. You're good to go. Yeah. You and my dad are, would be on the oranges. Yep. <laughs> Apple pie or pumpkin pie? Ah, uh, wow. Um, <laughs> I enjoy pumpkin pie in the time of year. I'll go with apple pie, though. Oh, okay. Well, in a shocking turn of events, I go pumpkin pie all the time. All the time. We whip cream at least four or five pieces each time. Um, Apple crisp or s'mores? Oh, boy. I haven't haven't had apple crisp enough. I'll I'll, I'll go s'mores. Yeah. Yeah. We agree on this one. Bonus question on the s'mores. Um, how do you like your marshmallow cooked on the campfire? Meaning? Burnt, oh, plain, oh. or brown? Um, that's a good question. Um, a little burnt, but not too burnt. I like mine roasting like a flame. Because that burnt, that burnt taste is so good. I love that. All right. I love All right. It. And lastly... Apple cider or orange Julius? Oh boy, haven't had a lot of orange Julius, so I have to go apple mm-hmm. cider just because okay. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I've maybe had orange Julius two or three times, mm. so we'll have to go orange or we'll have to go apple cider on this one. My guess, you might think, might be orange Julius, <laughs> and that would be correct. So I love oranges. I love orange. Julius. I can tell. Yes, what gave it away? Yes, I can. I can tell on that one. <laughs> Did you sense a theme in these questions by chance? Uh, and it, all five had a fruit in there. Apple? Apple. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. Again, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm, I shouldn't be that tired. But, yes. Apple sauce. I, I was typing yeah. all day today. So, yes. There, oh, me too. There you go. Okay. Um, all right. Now we go to the week three NFL pick. See how you do this week. Um, so I texted you last night. Um you bounced back nicely last week from five wins last week to seven this week. So you have 12. Caesar had six week one, six week two. He's at 12. So you're tied at 12 each. And then I had eight last week and eight week one. Mm-hmm. So it's 16. So now you're down by four. So here we go. Um, so tomorrow night, the New York Jets 
off the loss against the Dolphins on the road against the stumbling Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think this is the uh, I think this is the game. I know I I picked the Browns week one at home. (laughs) I'm going to do it again. I I I think um, if uh, if you're going to do anything this year and make a little bit of noise, you got to win this game. So I will pick the Browns to eke out a victory. Um, and I hope they win it on a field goal like they couldn't last week. So there you go. I, I, th- I think the Jets are a better team, but I think mm-hmm. this is a spot where the Browns know they're on national TV. It's their only primetime game I th- this year, obviously, yes, I believe. So yeah. um, if they're going to make a statement, this is the time to do it. So let's get it done. There you go. So before we started recording, Cesar sent me a message on his, his pick for tomorrow, and he picked the Browns as well. Um, Good man. I'm going with the Jets. So I don't trust the Browns right now. All right. At the moment. But we'll see. Hope they win, though, because I like the Browns. Um, NFC South battle. The Saints off the road in Hotlanta. So, so really, this is a real interesting one. Um, the only reason I'll take the Falcons on this is because <laughs> they're at home. Yeah, I think home field advantage in this division is huge. If you look at it to last year, you know, the reason the Panthers – I'm sorry, the reason the Saints beat the Panthers um, in the playoff game mainly, I think, was they were at home. And yeah. in this division, it seems to be home field advantage is huge. So, I think the Falcons, again, I think I think this is close. I think um, Drew Brees knows how to play Atlanta. They've had some great battles, him and Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. throughout the years. Um, I'll give Atlanta a slight edge in this game, but um, pr- probably by four or three. Okay. I'm not sure I picked I feel like this one, but I'm not sure I picked, but I'll find out. But um, the Vontae Davis-less Bills <laughs> on the road at Minnesota. I'm going the no, – I'm just kidding. No, I, I will go uh, – <laughs> The Bills, okay. Caesar going, yeah, this game. What? No, no. He's got things yeah. to worry about. Um, no, right. I will uh, – <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I I, <laughs> I will go with uh, I'll go with the Vikings. This should not be uh, this should not be a, an issue for them. I think right. I think Buffalo throughout the year. I do think uh, you know they were a playoff team a year ago, so they're not inept on a on, on a coaching level. I just think it's it's a talent thing right now. Yeah. Um, the Vikings are clearly a better team. They should win mm-hmm. this game handedly, but. Yeah. Um, Never know. Just make sure we get special teams and don't have just uh, special teams uh, tightened up, and you should win this game comfortably. But they did get Dan Bailey off the street, which apparently I didn't know this. And it seems like every time I hear this on TV when they're talking about kickers, he's the most yeah. accurate in NFL history. I, I guarantee I've heard <laughs> that about five, for about five guys. Yeah. So I don't know if Dan Bailey is. I but I think it's I think it's, I think it's been a Terry. I believe is might be the better option. Yeah. There. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame right. kicker. If you can put one in the Hall of Fame, he's he's there. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll uh, yeah, but we'll say the Vikings win this game hand, uh, comfortably. Oh yeah. This could be an interesting game here. The two no Bengals on the road in Carolina. Yeah, this one was this one's very difficult for me. Uh, this is a spot mm-hmm. I, spot the Bengals don't play in often in Charlotte. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers, being be, okay. be again because they're at home. Yeah, we agree. And yeah. I think um, I I think this is tight. I think Andy Dalton and them will continue to put up numbers. I think that defense 
It's probably the best the Bengals have seen all year. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, again, it's a tough spot. I wouldn't be, wouldn't be shocked if it went the other way. I just think uh, – yeah. I I think Carolina wins this by about five. It just it just kind of feels like this will it'll be tight in the first half, and then uh, it it feels like it'll be like the Colt game for the Bengals. I think, but I think Carolina is better than Indianapolis, and mm-hmm. uh, Panthers make a, one more play than Cincinnati. Hope I'm wrong, but that's my yeah, opinion. absolutely. The surprising two and zero Broncos finally go on the road for the first time this season in the Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins this game. I think uh, you're again. You get Case Keenum on the road now in, in a hostile environment. Baltimore mm-hmm. knows they're under the gun a little bit too, and uh, they 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 always show well at home for the most part. So I think Baltimore uh, should get after Denver. This is probably a low scoring. It's probably a low scoring affair, yeah. and we'll see if Joe Flacco is the week one just airing that thing out, or if it's buttoned up like week two and not with the best results. So I think it's probably a little bit of a mixture. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think, I think Baltimore makes enough plays to win this game. I'm taking the Broncos on the road. I think Von Miller and Lindsay can do well. I think they can uh, get, get the win on the, on the road there. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. We will, yes. I, hate Denver, I actually hate Denver actually with the passion, but um, let's see. Uh, Green Bay off the tie. Um, on the road against the Redskins in Washington. Yeah, I think you're going to have a pissed off Aaron Rodgers this week, I think. Uh, but again, mm-hmm. it's time Green Bay's on the road, too. Yeah. And yeah. I like teams uh, going on the road for the first time to see how they adjust to this. I'm picking Washington because oh. okay. I think Alex Smith, I think this is an up and down. So far, it's, you know, they have a high ceiling. Yeah. And um, – Again, back-to-back home games for him now, and I think now it's 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 time to kind of define: Are you going to be a team that can blow out a bad team, or and or but at home you need to make a statement? And yeah. this would be a statement. They've beat them there before, and Aaron Rodgers' health is a factor in that. I don't think he's 100 percent healthy, mm-hmm. and um. Alex Smith has played Aaron Rodgers enough to know that uh, what they're capable of, capable of, they're not the Bears. And again, this is a spot where I think I think Washington's desperate, and even at one and one, I think they're desperate. And this is a game that they um, they need to win to have uh, to kind of springboard them in the right direction. So I'll take the Redskins in a slight up. I don't know if that's a slight upset, but in a slight. Uh, Victory. Slight victory, yes. Um, we have the Titans. Who knows if Marcus will play or not? Might be Glenn Gabbard again. Who knows? Um, on the road in Jacksonville, where they will say Leonard Fournette is back this week. So, thoughts on Tennessee and Jacksonville? Tough division game. Uh, these, these guys know each other. This is actually the best rivalry in the AFC South, I think. But yeah. we're going to go with Jacksonville. They haven't showed any signs of um, – you know, weakness yet. They're at home. Tennessee's mm-hmm. banged up. You don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be. Um, I, again, I think it's a it's a defensive battle, but the Jaguars win this one. Yeah, we agree as well. Um, the Darling on the road against the Eagles. That's Andrew Luck, by the way. Uh, yes. The Colts. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Colts. Um, yeah. 
Okay. I, I think for Frank Wright going back to Philadelphia, where they, he mm-hmm. was able to win a Super Bowl there as coordinator, uh, I think it's, it's a spot for um, both teams to kind of you know see which way their season's going to tilt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Carson Wentz coming back again, extremely high ceiling, but ha- haven't played in a while. A little shaky. The Colts coming off a lot of confidence off a road victory a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles, I don't think, are as talented as they were a year ago. This is a game that right. I think the Colts can absolutely compete in and mm-hmm. pull out at the end um, off off a field goal. I'm going with the Eagles just because two factors: one, they're at home, and two, Carson Wentz is back. I think he's. I think he might just um, be a little be a little bit better than. Uh, than Nick Foles has been this year. So that's where I'm going. Okay. And this game could be fun to watch on Red Zone um, if, it, if I have it available. Um, San Francisco Giants, uh, sorry, the Niners, 49ers, um, at Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes and the Red Hot Mahomes at Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes got him in the home opener. I'd be curious to see how uh, he does in that environment. I think he'll uh, excel. Um, I think Kansas City should win this game by 10. I think San Francisco, yep. you put them in a hostile environment. They, they are definitely game. They're, they're, they're definitely a talented team that mm-hmm. uh, a few plays one way or the other are going to define their season. I, mm-hmm. I, I just think this is a tough spot for them. And yeah. it's competitive, but Kansas City will win this game. They will p- pull away late. Um from the 49ers. Uh, but I do think the 49ers are a factor this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they proved uh, last week they can, they can um, close out a game. It took a while, but they proved they can do it. So, and, and they were very competitive in the game late in, in Minneapolis. I see that game kind of going like this one. Although I think mm-hmm. Kansas city scores a little bit more than the Vikings did. So yeah, it shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be an issue. Bonus question, if you wish to answer. Um, how many touchdowns do you think will Patrick Mahomes throw this Sunday? Uh, three. I'm going four. Okay. I'll go four. Um, the winless Raiders on the road in South Beach against the Dolphins. This is an interesting game. I'm going to take the Dolphins because this is it's a spot, it's a spot for them where if you want to be a team that people talk about, if you want mm-hmm. to actually make some noise and do something, you start three and zero. I don't care who you beat, you start three and zero. Two of them at home, mm-hmm. you've got momentum and confidence to where later on down the year when you have to go to Foxborough and Buffalo and mm-hmm. they have to play the Broncos as well, I believe. All the you know and the Chiefs. This will right. this will this will get interesting down the road for them, but I think this is a game that they feel they have to. Well, I mean, obviously you want to win every week, but I I think they win this game. I do think it's close. Mm-hmm. Oakland has shown in both games that they are competitive, they yeah. are scrappy, and late they can't close, and yeah. they're they're just not quite good enough defensively to close. So Oakland gets a lead on them. You know, if Oakland plays with a lead, we'll see. But mm-hmm. I think it's a game where you know. Brian Tannehill, they need to prove something because they're all they're all on the uh, on the uh, on the hot seat a little bit. And you start three and zero, confidence for that team is huge. So I'll go Dolphins um, yeah. by about five. Okay. Now 
we have two winless teams going at it on Sunday. Um, got the Giants on the road against Houston Texans. Why are you laughing? No, I, oh no, I will. I will. I will. I will take. Uh, I will take Houston. Yeah, I, 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 I will agree. take Houston until the Giants show me that they can one take Walk. a lead. Yeah, air it out down the field, which I don't know if that's possible, and not be captain yeah. checked down. Dunk it up and dink and dunk it for four yards, get sacked, right. third and 13, sack, out of bed. I mean, you kind of know the script here. Um, yeah. Houston, in a lot of ways, is is similar in that they have yet to show kind of what, you know, what their ceiling is. Yeah. Houston is at home. That's, that's the, If this game was in New York, I'd probably take the Giants, or in Jersey, I'd take the Giants. I will take Houston Same. because oh. I think Houston's due for, if they're going to be anything – this is this has to be their coming out party game. game right here. Yeah, this game coming up is interesting. It's the LA Chargers, quote, on the road against the LA Rams, uh, quote. Um, so they're in the same building they, they play in, but Chargers at the Rams. So Giants, yeah, it's like a Giants Jets game just in LA. I will. Um, I think the Rams are the better team. I will take the Chargers. Oh, okay. I, the, the Rams aren't going sixteen and zero, so no. I will I will pick the Chargers because again, like the Dolphins, you you need a game you can kind of hang your head on against a team that is um, is just better than you across the board. The Rams are better across yeah. the board. I think I think the Chargers have a better quarterback who just yeah. hasn't you know again. Um, let's not forget Jared Goff hasn't won a playoff game. He's right. been in the playoffs once. Philip yep. Rivers has been five times. Yep. So um, let's just keep that in perspective. Mm-hmm. The Chargers can score. It's going to come down to defense. Um, and again, you know, the Rams were behind in Oakland and they kind of mm-hmm. came of age late or, you know, they um, kind of showed who they were late last week, Arizona. What you take out of from that is they did what they're supposed to. They kind of, they blew out a good team. At, they blew out a bad team at home. So that's what they're yep. supposed to do. Now yep. you have a more competent opponent, a quarterback mm-hmm. that is experienced, and if he doesn't turn it over, I think I think the Chargers can absolutely pull this out. I would love to see that. Um, bonus on this on this game um, is is LA the worst home field advantage in football right now? No, um, no, I would say that definitely no. I don't think no. I, <laughs> you don't think so? I think the Rams actually have a decent home field advantage. The Chargers, uh-huh. you can make the argument. Well, I don't think. Um, oh crap! Now I got to uh, give me two seconds. I'd say the word. Uh, you know, it, uh, the worst home field advantage right now is until they achieve some success again. Is Nashville? Is Tennessee? Oh, Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee. No one fears going in there. Yeah, it, it, you know, I'd, I'd say t- Tennessee and the AFC, and I don't think the Giants or Jets have a home field advantage either. I really don't. <laughs> I don't. True. I think every. Other, I think you could make a case for everybody else in some capacity, but right. um, yeah. So okay. we'll see what happens. Absolutely, the Bears off the road. I'm sorry, off the win at home against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, on the road against the pitiful zero and two. Arizona Cardinals. This could be a trap. You know, this could be a where, game. This could be where Arizona gets their first win. I think the Bears are uh, 
are better across the board than Arizona. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky is, is, you know, he's, uh, we don't know what he's going to be yet. Um, right. Monday night was a big win for him. Did he, mm-hmm. did he win that game by himself? No, he did not. Mm-hmm. But he was a starting quarterback. So right. give him praise on that. Um, yeah. Again, I think you give him a year with this with this court with, uh, with Matt Nagy, and they're going to be something. Uh, I think I think they're gonna, they're going to take their game up to another level. Uh, this is do or die for Arizona. I, yeah. I think you can't go on three. I will take the Bears. Oh, okay. But um, I think this is close, and being Arizona's at home, I think yeah, I think uh, I think Arizona will fare better than they did in Week One. I think the Bears get a comfortable win like a comfortable win in the second half okay so all right now um this game is in seattle dallas and seattle and i want to say this joe buck aikman and hernandez come to town so dallas at seattle of course because they do every cowboys game so uh yeah this is again this is uh this is the season for seattle absolutely so i will take seattle um i think Um, Dak Prescott has not played in Seattle in a, in a regular season game. So yep. it'll be interesting for him. Um, and we'll see which Dallas team we get, the good defensive team in week one mm-hmm. or uh, the one that can beat up on the bad Giants team at home. So yeah, um, I think it'd be a little bit of a combination. I think their defense is the strength of their team. Mm-hmm. I, think their, I think their offense is uh, it's pretty predictable. But I, mm-hmm. I'll take Seattle – um, just barely. Yep. Yeah, close game like the usual they play. Um, Sunday night football. Uh, the Patriots off the loss against the Jaguars on the road against the winless Detroit Lions. This one I had a tough time with because I can't. It's hard to see the Patriots going one and two. Yeah, it really is. However, yeah, something to be said for student against teacher in Belichick and Patricia here. Detroit's in a national spotlight. Detroit has seen flashes yep. the last week of the team. They could be at the end. Yeah. I want it'd be interesting to see if this carries over a week or to start a game. So we mm-hmm. have to be bold a little bit here. I will take Detroit. <laughs> I will take Detroit. I and we'll see how New England responds to a little adversity. Um, <laughs> I, but I wouldn't be surprised if New England won this game. I don't think it's a blow. I don't. Okay. If the Lions win. I will buy you dinner. You will. Yep. Yes, you will. Yes, I will. Okay. On the record. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, Pittsburgh, Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh off their huge loss. Oh, not, not huge, but a loss against the Chiefs um, on the road against Tampa Bay and Ryan Fitzpatrick. This one I think is going to be interesting. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to dominate this game like he has the other two for some reason. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think Tampa wins a close game. Um, okay. The Steelers haven't been down to Tampa too much in their history, so right. it's an interesting spot. You have a fired-up Monday night crowd there, I think, and I think we're either going to find out if Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy you want to go forward with. If he's a turnover mm-hmm. machine early, you, that's a conversation for next week. Mm-hmm. Well, but if he keeps airing this out and he is competent and is just smart with the football, I think Tampa wins mm-hmm. this game, and they yep. they go three and zero. And at that point, you would you would say that sorry, Jameis, you have to sit on the bench a little. Absolutely, bit. take a seat, son. Yeah, but if he struggles, then you might see him. Not yeah, start. It just, 
this is this is a defining game for both teams. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts going into week three. Uh, I would say Cleveland, it's your time to shine tomorrow night. Let's see. Let's throw everything you got at this and at home on national TV and see what you got. Mm-hmm. I would say Miami, don't let people uh, forget about you and let's see if you can go three, and zero in there you go. In, um, playing your best opponent for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to challenge the Giants to be more competitive. <laughs> and block. Mahomes, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Andy Dalton, don't turn it over. You have a chance in that game. Mm-hmm. Seattle, get out of your own way. Thank and you. I, and, I, yes. and, I, and, I, and I think you and I, I think you got it. Yeah. Detroit, don't turn it over early. Stay with New England. You'll pull mm-hmm. and you'll pull it out. Yeah. Tampa, air it out. There you go. I'll, I'll, I just have two words for you. Go Hawks. There you go. There you go. All right, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast today, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. You bet, man. Take care. Yep.